0: Good evening, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Liberty Station. I just want to tell you the name of the program, Liberty Station. Liberty is doing what's right, and freedom is having choices. And the reason why we called it Liberty Station is because you come to Liberty Station to board the freedom train. When you exercise liberty, you get freedom. And that's what we're doing. We are contending in uh, this culture for freedom, contending against tyrants. And uh, there's a lot going on. We were scheduled tonight to. Uh, put our interview with Victor Davis Hansen, Doctor Victor Davis Hansen from the Hoover Institute in Stanford. We're going to postpone that till tomorrow night. Tonight, uh, we want to put with you all uh, this breaking insight uh, on the Ukraine. Uh, you're going to be the first to hear it. It's uh, I, I don't know. This was a total blessing from the Lord. I uh, Bryce and I are in the studio. We want to do a, a couple of recordings for the week. Um, but this one we want to post tonight. and We just finished actually another recording. Yeah. And then I, I made a phone call to a friend of mine, ours, and uh, he was free, which is shocking because he's the busiest man I know. And while we were talking, he gets a phone call. I can't say who he was talking to, but suffice it to say, he's got some great insight. Uh, before we get to our guest, I want to do this real quick. It's International Women's Day. Yes. And I want to just say Yay. congratulations to these women here, uh, this... This is a photograph to congratulate, and it was by Greg Price. I thought it was hilarious. To all these trailblazing ladies out there, and and it's tongue-in-cheek. If you don't know, these are biological males who have now uh, identified as female. The one on the left is breaking all the swimming records. The one in the upper right is uh, our health officer, uh, I guess, yep. in Pennsylvania. Yep. Or, yep. No, I don't even know. No, no. It's, it, um, Surgeon General. Yep. Yeah, and then the one on the left, it's it's ma'am. And then, of course, uh, bottom right is the weightlifter. They all look like just stunning women. Uh, they're biological males. There's only two genders, and I know that's uh, considered, you know— It's controversial. Yeah, it's now. hate you speech. Can't say that. And then I just wanted to say thank you to uh, President Biden as he has— Managed in this short time in office to bring us uh, the increase uh, in our commodity price increase over this last year. Take a look at this. This is Charlie uh, Bellello, and uh, this is heating oil. Uh, since last year, it's gone up 102%. Wheat, 92%. Crude is 81%. Natural gas, 79%. Aluminum, 75%. Coffee, 74%. Gasoline, 71%. We're going to cover that uh, tonight. Corn, 38%. Cotton, 33%. Lumber, palladium sugar gold soybeans car- everything's going up the cpi is plus 7.5 and that's going to jump us into these next two because this is directly related to our conversation tonight with our guest who i'll introduce shortly but uh, uh jack Posobiec pointed out uh biden has halted new oil and gas drilling in the name of climate change and then russia invaded the ukraine two days later so that was on february 22nd he announced that He halted all oil gas leases amid legal fight on climate costs. And then, of course, we know Russia invaded Ukraine. We'll explain that in our conversation. And even tomorrow night with Dr. Hansen, where he talks about when oil's over $100 a barrel, it basically just fills the coffers of Putin with money. And basically, the United States of America is funding the invasion of the Ukraine. Uh, And then again, President Joe Biden, this was his tweet. He tried to back away from it in today's statement, but these are his words on his Twitter. We have to treat climate change like an existential threat. It is, as president, I will end subsidies for fossil fuel corporations, ban new drilling on federal lands and waters, hold oil executives accountable, rally the world to raise commitments of the Paris Agreement. All of that has stifled production in the United States. We're purchasing oil from the Soviet Union, and that's funding the invasion of the Ukraine. And we'll see that tomorrow night is laid out tonight. Rice, we love this guy, huh? Uh,
1: We do, and I think he gets more time than we do because he seems like he's always doing something interesting. And um, you know, every time we call him, he's he's up to all kinds of great stuff.
0: I I don't know how he's always—he's just such a sweet friend and a great brother. Tell everybody who our guest is tonight, Uh, Doctor Keith Rose. Keith has been with us since day one. He's He's been on the cutting edge. Uh, I won't go into detail. Uh, we do know that he's a surgeon. We know that he has worked with three-letter agencies. Uh, he's a uh, commissioned military officer. He was, um, worked with the WHO, World Health Organization. He was licensed and went into different countries. He's been all over the world. And um, he he is uh, connected to the intel and all this stuff. And everything he has shared has come to fruition and we've we've always been ahead of the game because well, of and, Dr. and you know Keith we Rose.
1: we recorded one where we kind of talked and you know about about what we think is happening and some yeah. of the things that we're seeing and reading and all that stuff and I'm interested to see uh, you know how much of it we got right yeah but also to see uh, some of the stuff that he says he's got is breaking news and so that's yeah. why we're doing all these things out of order
0: well then, then then let's get out of the way so what we'll do is we'll we'll, we'll tonight obviously the folks know it's it's Doctor Keith. Tomorrow will be uh, Doctor Hansen and then our discussion about the Great Pivot—not the Great Reset, but the Great Pivot. Yeah. So I that, think that's, that's our way to do it. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, without any further ado, uh, all the way from Corpus Christi, Texas, uh, let's welcome Doctor Keith Rose. Hey, brother.
2: Hey. Good evening. How you doing? <laughs> uh, doing okay.
0: Now, I, you know, we were—I I give you the call. You just came out of surgery. Um, you're busier in a one arm wallpaper hanger and uh and and then you get a phone call and you know we can't sh- share with the folks who it was I know you, you had a chance to pick that pick up on it just hearing the voice but uh this this is somebody who's connected at every level and what you just received is incredible and folks are gonna hear it for the first time um, I, I I heard it being transferred <clears throat> to you because we had our earpiece in you were on the phone with them you're right. so Share with everybody, uh, without disclosing our source, um, what what we're looking at in in this geopolitical nightmare of the Ukraine and the the Russian invasion and what it's all about, what's driving it. Go anywhere you want with it. But, Keith, take over, bro.
2: Well, Rob, there's multiple sources. Um, But this last person I spoke to is extremely intelligent, um, has great sources as well. And, yeah. and is a warrior for the truth.
0: Everybody and, ev- everybody would know this person if their name was disclosed.
2: Sure, sure, yeah. sure, they would. And I've been looking at this, I've been trying to do a 100,000-foot view look at what's going on in Ukraine. I'm also seeing what's going on in Afghanistan. I'm looking at a lot of events around the world. I'm looking at the last four years when President Trump was president. And they all have a common thread. And I think what we're seeing right now, I truly believe is everything that's been happening is, is being revealed. What I mean happening on the world stage, what's happening in the United States, what's happening in your everyday lives. And they're all, they're all connected. And and so I just pray that tonight people will get some wisdom And wisdom is nothing more than our good friend says the proper application of knowledge. That's wisdom. If you have knowledge, but you don't apply it correctly, you're not a wise person. And, you know, as a Christ follower, I, I go back. If you, if you read the old Testament, you look at the Hebrew word for truth, it means reality. And so this reality that's been And playing out in my mind. I'm going to just step you through. I'm not going to say anything. Well, I'll tell you what I think and then I'll tell you what I know. But a lot of people will know everything I'm going to say. But it's not just knowing it, but applying it and putting it in some type of order. We're going to take this massive ball of yarn and we're going to knit a sweater right now, or at least do our best.
0: So, Uh, can I, uh, Keith, let me just add for the folks that are tuning in, if they saw Sunday's message, uh we covered the great reset and that was having sat through watching charlie kirk and pastor jack hibbs in calvary chapel chino hills i was so inspired by it and it fit in with our anchored reading series and and all that we were dealing with and i went over the great reset we're going to cover that in the days ahead because we did some more on that uh and 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 to understand what their objective is and and then to to see what's happening in the ukraine and then what you're going to present It all fits in, and this is that concept of wisdom that you're going to at least share with all of us. So I just had to throw that in there.
2: Yeah, I I, I think that if if people pay attention, they're going to, I hope that this opens a dialogue and it opens up for people to actually ask the tough questions. And, you know, I think the Great Reset, which you talk about, Rob, and you preached about It's about the subordination of all the citizens of the world. I think they call them the net net citizens or it implies economic and political disenfranchisement. Net citizens, right? And if you read Hannah Arndt and I read her, she talks about organized loneliness on a global scale. Okay, and think about this for a second. We had that. We had massive lockdowns masking, social distancing, and social exclusion of the unvaccinated. I mean, in March of 2020, the Ad Council's public service message that you see these little public PSA provided by the Ad Council was alone together.
0: Hmm.
2: And I think they want to make us net citizens alone together because if they can isolate us, if we can feel isolated, it's easier to control.
0: It's hard to isolate and indoctrinate.
2: Yeah, exactly. And if you if you really look at it, um, I'm going to touch a little bit on history as I bring you forward, because I think it's important. But when the wall fell in Russia uh, and I remember it well, I was in medical school. And and I remember when the wall fell and everyone was so excited. But Russia didn't really change all that much. Everyone that was KGB just basically went to work for the oligarchs, you know, it became basically a mafia and, you know, the, ba- the, the bandits of the Russian has a bandities, I think is what they call them, really ran everything in these oligarchs and certain KGB thugs, they, they moved to different positions. One of those guys was a guy named, you know, Vladimir Putin. In fact, according to my boss, who has a lot of historical knowledge on Putin, he wasn't a very good KGB officer, but he's president. And Russia, though the people in Russia, when the wall came down, they still didn't know how to be free because they were never free. Yeah, they never experienced it. They were everyone's like, "You're free, and that's great," but they were never really. They didn't understand what it meant to be free. I um I was with the guy who had actually done a exorcist of a guy in Germany, and they worked with this guy several. Pastors, priests worked with this guy and they had an exorcism the guy was like, quote, full of demons. I'm going somewhere with this. And they said it took about 10 hours and they got all the demons out of him. And they said, are you free? And the guy looked at him deadpan. And There's a video of this I saw. He says, I don't know. I've never been free. So he didn't even yeah. know what that freedom inside felt like. Now, that's Russia. That's the people in the Slavic states. That's an area over there that is used to being ruled. It's used to having authoritarian rule. Then you have the United States of America, the only country other than Israel that was founded on a covenant with God. I mean, it's a very special place. It's the light, the shining light on the hill. So. You have a country like the United States where we've always been free. Think about the kind of people that came here. 50-50 chance you're even going to make it on the ship coming over here. Right. Then another 75% chance you're going to die of disease. I mean, you had some pretty hardy folks that had to have a, an amazing amount of faith to come to this nation. And Keith,
0: Keith, let me insert this real quick, and I don't want to lose your narrative. That there was a North Korean woman that spoke at uh, uh, Dennis Prager's event. Yomi Park. Yomi Parks. That's right. Mm-hmm. And and she basically said, I didn't know what freedom was. I was just hungry. That's why we crossed the border. We were looking for food. No concept of freedom. She wasn't going to find a place that was free. She didn't think it existed. She was just hungry. So that maybe that helps. It, exactly.
2: It's exactly so. And and the reason I'm saying this about our nation and what's so special about it is I think we need to understand why our nation is under attack by the globalists why they want the great reset and why looking at today's world events how all roads in the great reset and all roads of the attack of america lead through ukraine and i've been i've been you know how my mind thinks it's kind of bizarre my wife calls me weird so i've been collecting a lot of information and i've been looking at history and i've been talking to people and a lot of the guys that I've worked with in Afghanistan, we have a lot of contacts in Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, there's There are a lot of folks right now that – there's there are Hezbollah fighters that are fighting in Ukraine that have been sent over. The Ukrainians are also reaching back to Afghans, to the Taliban, trying to get them to send some fighters. And they're all fighting against Vladimir Putin who invaded Ukraine. And, and on the surface, we have the media telling us something that sounds legitimate and palpable. Putin bad. Ukraine is, you know, a sovereign nation. They're being invaded. The problem I have initially, though, is I have a little disconnect with the same people that are telling me this information are the same people that have been lying through their cat teeth for the past four to five years and have been shown to be lying. The same Adam Schiff, you know, you have CNN, all these people that are telling us why Ukraine is so important are the same people that lied to us about Ukraine, that protected the whistleblower, that promoted an impeachment of a president that was built around lies, that yeah. promoted a Russian collusion narrative. Not only promoted it, were involved in the circular reporting that allowed it to get into the news cycle in the first place. So I I, I don't think their their veracity – I wonder where it's coming from. I want to understand why they're so passionate about the Ukrainian borders, yet they say nothing about our borders being wide open. Right? Why are they so passionate about the Ukrainian people having weapons when they want to take weapons from American citizens? Right. They're They're speaking out of both sides of their mouth, and I believe that this event that's happening right now, if we apply some wisdom to this, if we properly apply the knowledge that we have will will change things like never before
0: all right keith if if i if if i'm sorry to interrupt you but if i got this correctly yeah you're, you're stating that i guess the why is why is the ukraine so important in the narrative to these people who have just been lying to us all along and and you you stated that we're not allowed to seal our borders but they're they're you know, advocating for the the borders of the Ukraine, uh, they don't want us to have weapons, but they're advocating for the Ukrainians to be armed. It, it's it's double it's speak. It's, it's suspicious when it, they've yeah. been
1: lying to us about everything else. Why are they all saying, "Okay, now you need to believe this"? And these are the things that are now important. Did
0: I hear that right?
2: Yeah, I mean, why did we run away from Afghanistan? But now the Ukrainians are the most important people in the world, and I think that we have to look at it through the lens of. Why, why are we treating Ukraine like they're the most important country in the world? Why, right now? Yeah. Why was Ukraine the centerpiece for the impeachment of president Trump? Right. Why was Ukraine when we were talking about Ukraine, we couldn't even say the name of the quote whistleblower that worked the Ukraine desk when President Vice President Biden was there and, and Barack Obama was there? Why couldn't we say that name? Why did Joe Biden go to Ukraine so many times? I mean, Ukraine is what we would call a buffer state. You have NATO countries on one side and you have Russia on the other. So Ukraine is a true buffer state. And people are going, well, that's why – Putin attacked because he doesn't want a NATO country sitting on his border. Well, there's other NATO countries sitting on his border. So that doesn't make any sense. Those people that say that need to buy something we like to call a globe and and take a look at it and see where countries sit. So why all of a sudden are we being told by a news media that told us, number one, everyone was dying from COVID when they weren't. The same news media told us Russian collusion, the same news media that has lied to us and then has started the fake news and telling everyone else they're fake. I mean, the media has always come out with a coordinated message, whatever that is, whether it's COVID, whether it's impeachment, whether it's Russian collusion, it's always been a coordinated fake message. So I have a hard time believing that the coordinated mainstream media that lives and dies by the narrative suddenly pivoted to a pro-Ukrainian, Russia bad, and so I have to ask why. And I think we start to understand it when we read what Putin has said and written recently. No one's talking about this, but Putin says that he went in to Ukraine because they had bioweapons labs. In fact, multiple sources now have told me that he's destroyed eight of the 11 bioweapons labs in Ukraine. And that those bioweapons labs were used to do some really scary genetic modification type experiments against the, quote, Slavic people or against people in Russia. And he's very concerned about that. Now, we've had all kinds of funny disease breakouts in Ukraine over the past few years that might go along with what we're hearing. And I, I won't get into the weeds on that, but now, that's let me, a very let me, plausible let me, thing.
0: Let me play a little devil's advocate here. Um, you know, folks are going to be saying, "Oh, this is pro Putin because we've been indoctrinated to, you know, Russia's the 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 great evil, um, and and we've we've been we we've been conditioned to be in support of of the president of the Ukraine, who's basically an actor. He's also created. Censorship of three major networks, propaganda, and photos that we're getting uh, as they've been tested, we come to find out they're not valid and legitimate. Especially the the Russian tank running over the that was a Ukrainian tank that they lost control of. All of these things. So we 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 want everyone to know we're sympathetic of the Ukrainian people and the Russian people. We just want to know. What is this manipulation on the geopolitical horizon that's causing a, a million refugees to pour into the borders of Poland and and Moldova and Hungary? And and what's happening here with this great reset cons and, and so you bring up, which honestly, I, I don't know about you, first time I've heard it about the bioweapons labs.
2: Well, he just spoke about it the other day, Putin did. And he's I understand, written about it. But I'm so talking me, about the, val-
1: the validation of it by your source. Well, but but, right. but let me just put a pin in the, the, the main thing, though, is if you start to say, hang on a minute, what's going on here? Right. We're, we're then being labeled, and this is the, the track that yeah, they ran on before. The... You're being labeled as some kind of Putin apologist, um, and, and that's, that's what they're doing to control the COVID narrative and everything is as soon as you start to go, hmm, this is a complex situation. What's going on yeah. here? I don't buy hey, this. That's what well, happens. Got it.
2: I can tell you I am not a fan of Vladimir Putin, but I am a fan of the truth and getting to the bottom of things. So what I'm telling you right now are some are sets of truths. Right. Who you support in this, I'm not telling you Ukraine's bad. I'm not telling you Russia should be there. But what I am saying is this may be one of the reasons they are there. Now, again, we have to understand why we as a nation, and when I say we as a nation, the political class, the elites, and the mainstream media that have been supporting the Great Reset have done – has had horrific policies that have hurt America all of a sudden, you know are wearing ties and pins and everything is Ukraine. So I'm just trying to understand it. So again, right. including I George to throw Soros. That out there Yes well, yeah. there's a reason if you yeah, go okay. back in Ukraine's history, Ukraine has a long history that people like to talk about some of it. they don't talk about all of it. Western Ukraine backed the Nazis in World War II. Hundreds of thousands of Jews were killed in Ukraine by Ukrainians. The headquarters for the SS was in Ukraine. They've had lots of Nazi scientists in Ukraine. So Ukraine has a very checkered history, and it's something that there is millions of dollars being poured into Ukraine by the globalists. And I could sit here and talk about open societies. I could talk about all the different funds they have there. But I'm going to build out to why I think Ukraine is so important. So Ukraine was involved in some pretty sketchy evil stuff back in World War II. Let's move forward now. You had a president in Ukraine that was basically kicked out by a color revolution and Zelensky was installed. It was a cia back color revolution. And you have a lot of politicians going into Ukraine. You have Soros groups going into Ukraine. And then I'm, I'm skipping over a lot because I want to bring you to the here and now. Let's start with the President Trump's presidency. Why did you have the ambassador for Ukraine, Ivanovich, Maria Ivanovich, tell the Ukrainians, and this is public record, when trump was elected ignore him he's not in charge she said that she said ignore trump he's not in charge
1: well wow.
2: you had george kent who was at the center of the impeachment and he was told who to prosecute and who to stay away from he told i'm sorry george kent was the the front person that was telling the ukrainians who they could prosecute who they could stay away from now think about this you had biden publicly bragging about, you know, I want this prosecutor out of there. They're not going to get money. And guess what? He was fired. Thank God for Biden, the gift that keeps on giving. That was back when he was just stupid, not senile and stupid. And so you keep going on to this. And the reason this is important is John Solomon has had an amazing group of articles and emails that he's posted on his site that shows all this and what it builds a picture of. John Solomon is an
0: investigative reporter, and he's really good.
2: Yeah, check him out. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. And I I could go into great detail about all the horrific (laughs) things that have happened back in Ukraine that we know about. But let's just stick to the here and now. Basically, Ukraine has been the center for running globalist policy through the laundromat and turning it into U.S. policy. At the same time, it's been the center for money laundering as well. Everything's been run through Ukraine and the embassy in Ukraine. And that's why when Trump was elected, Ukraine kind of came front and center. Because again, remember, Ukraine is a buffer state. It's not, it's not a member of NATO. It's not someone we do a lot of business with. So why are all these politicians traveling halfway around the world to visit Ukraine? I mean, it's Disneyland for the globalists. Now, if you if you if you want to look a step deeper, they have something in Ukraine that not a lot of people want to talk about, but Antifa's main headquarters and training center, Ukraine. Ukraine is there for training and developing the ground game for globalists to go out on the world stage. And before you think I'm getting too far over my skis, let me dig through my notes here. I want to I can talk about what they did and how they did the revolutions, but they had a group and I'm sorry. I just took a bunch of notes all over the place, but they have, they have a groups, the globalists have a groups and you can look this up and they're called affinity groups and all the affinity groups are primarily organized in Ukraine, funded in Ukraine through USAID NIH and all these front groups, all that NGO money, taxpayer money that's, that's funneled through these different organizations All roads lead through Ukraine. Hmm. The bioweapons labs that Putin's talking about, the reason they're going so crazy is because they were funded by the U.S. And there's a lot of people that if people knew the names that were working at these and understood their deep ties, we would be headed straight to The Hague. And that's what Putin wants to do. If you'll notice one thing Putin hasn't done, he hasn't committed yet overt war crimes. He knows that everyone's after him. And my question to you is, why? I, yes, it's horrible that he invaded Ukraine. I'm not an apologist for Putin. But when you have a sitting senator calling for his assassination, and then you have video of John McCain and Lindsey Graham talking to Ukrainian army several years ago, telling them that they need to get rid of Putin, we need to pay attention. Because the other thing they have is they have two different movements in affinity groups. Well, have several. One of them is called Momentum. They do all their training there. The momentum is how to create and push a color revolution. The other group they have, uh, they have what they call the sunrise movement. That's how to infiltrate schools, get your curriculum on board.
0: Explain for for everybody a color revolution if you want. Great.
2: Sure. A color revolution is – we call them color revolutions because usually when people describe a revolution, a color revolution, they give it like the white revolution, the yellow revolution. But a color revolution is when one ideological group or one pro – one side or the coin or the other, whether it's government, ideology, whatever, moves people into position to overthrow the government through protesting. They, they're, if you if you look at Yuri Bezmenov, he talks about how to basically have a color revolution. But you subvert the current government. You get the media under control. You create a lot of chaos and turmoil, and you create an event so that you can put your puppet in charge, and that's what a color revolution is. It's how you change an entire movement or society. You saw this with the Muslim Brotherhood when Barack Obama was president in Egypt. That was a color revolution, and how do you break a color revolution is when you have millions of people go to the street and say no more like Egypt did. Yeah, And they did it peacefully, and in one day, it, the military took over. But so you have people training in a color revolution. And here's the thing. These affinity groups were funded by USAID and the UN. Why do you think – now, how does that tie to the globalists? Well, if you've heard of the PSR, the UN – the United Nations has a lot of well-funded by our nation subgroups that are putting activist board members on the major corporations. And they're having to do a lot of equity and equality things. What they're doing basically is, I can get in greater detail, but the UNPRI is designed that every company has to do more for transgender. They have to do more for all these radical subgroups. And that's why you have activist green energy people on Exxon's board. UNPRI demands they, they are holding everyone account. If you Google the UNPRI, it'll blow your mind. But it all ties back to Ukraine because all these groups, these affinity groups, they have a whole, basically a militant arm. And they have, they whether it's transgender groups, they train, whether it's Antifa, whether you, you name your aggrieved group. Where do you think all these people are getting all this money, organization, and leadership from? And why, again, are we so concerned about Ukraine? It's not strategic for us, but it is the diamond or the jewel in the crown for the globalists because it's their way to launder money, to do what they want to do on a world stage, and they can launder policy through the embassy there. That's why when President Trump started looking into Ukrainian embassy, that they went crazy and had to impeach him. Right. Think about now, this.
0: now, when they talk about the global reset, the eight points mm-hmm. that you saw Klaus Schwab lay out in the World Economic Forum, one in particular being a billion people displaced by climate change, uh, and and now you're running into bioweapon facilities. You're you're looking at a, a nuclear reactor that is you know, being compromised. Possibly, I mean, that's a climate change. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, 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 does this tie in with it all?
2: Yes, sir. It does. And, and and the thing is, this Putin has talked about. Hey, I'll go to the Hague, and I'm going to take all this information with me. And when he did that, that's when you start hearing people call for his assassination. I mean, I think the globalists are. I'm not for Putin, but I'm just telling you. You know, it's one shark seeing other sharks, and yeah.
1: they're they're being I revealed. Think that he, I think.
2: They're being revealed. And if you think about this for a second, Trump, they started going after Trump when he investigated Ukraine, when he was having all the the deals that were being done in Ukraine, all the the selective prosecution. When he started asking questions, that's when he started to be investigated. Think about this. Why can't we say Eric Carimella? And why was, think about this. It's the United States of America and we can't say the name of a person?
1: Yeah, you what would automatically wo- get just just saying the guy's name, e- even though it was public. You would automatically get uh, taken down off censored. of any social media or censored.
0: Okay. I got no, got a ball. I, Wait, wait, wait! I got a curveball for you though. Sorry, so I'm sorry, Keith, but I, I know folks are going to ask this question, and I want I want to remove any ability. You know, I want you to fully be able to defend yourself. Sure, uh, Doctor Hansen, In my my time with him, when we interviewed him, his point was. And and many are saying the same thing. And I said it on Sunday. We we have closed the Keystone Pipeline, you know, the Permium Shelf, all of that we're not producing like we did under the previous administration. It is filling the coffers of of Putin to be able to, to fund this invasion. If if we're gonna put sanctions, why why wouldn't if, if they want to stop this happening in the Ukraine and and, and Putin is contending in that capacity, and he's an advocate to reveal this, you know, globalism, why wouldn't they just stop funding it and allow us to open our energy reserves and stop this invasion of the
2: Ukraine? Good question. I can answer that. Good question. But first, I don't know that Putin's doing this to reveal globalism as much as he's doing this because he feels like Russia was being messed with with these bioweapons labs. Sure. I don't think Putin has an overall arching thing to reveal all the globalists. Maybe he does. I can't get into his mind. I'm telling you what I know, but what I do know is they're not opening. Cause you got to realize the green agenda is part of all this climate right. change. So what they're yeah. doing is they're trying to open up oil reserves in Venezuela and Iran. They want oil. Yeah. They're trying to shut Putin down with oil. They just don't want to do it with ours. And, and I, and I, Negated to tell you what I think is so – I started to at the beginning. The United States of America is the target. It's the one place that's standing in the way of the globalists because we know what freedom is. We have a robust Second Amendment. We have a a government a document called the Constitution, we have our Bill of Rights, we have the Declaration of Independence, that they have to – they cannot reach their global goals with an intact, functioning United States of America. And That's what right. is the quickest way to take us down? One, run Destroy out. our economy. Destroy our economy. What would do that better than this green energy? Yeah. Uh, you've already had COVID take a big hit on it. And they need to create crisis groups. You have Antifa. Think about this. And again, let's go to 100,000 feet. Why is Ukraine so important to the globalists? Why, why why, Why would the media all walk lockstep not releasing the name of the whistleblower? Something bigger than just our government was telling them not to release it. I would tell you the globalists control the media. Not the politicians. The globalists. James
0: O'Keefe, James O'Keefe is breaking that today. Uh, you got show, BlackRock. Them, yeah, you
2: got State yeah, Street, yeah. Capitol Street. you got Vanguard Fund. There's very yep. few of these major funds. These globalists, there's about a block in London that controls most of these big decisions. Because right. the Biden administration <clears throat> and Peppermint Patty are not going to tell the media what to say. The media are being told what to say. Jen Psaki by the,
0: is who he's referring to. <laughs> by, by the
2: globalists. But think about this for a second. When Trump started to investigate Ukraine, that's when the impeachment came. When John Solomon started to investigate Ukraine, they went crazy. And then what happened to Rudy Giuliani when he tried to pick up the ball on Ukraine and advance it? They were right. all over. They raided Giuliani. This Here's the thing. Evil and the bad idea fairies will be exposed. We're not doing, I think, please, God's grace that we're seeing... With our eyes, what's going on? Think about this for a second. Maria Yovanovitch had someone working for her, her point person in Ukraine by a guy named Lieutenant Colonel Venman, who moved yeah. here when he was three years old from Ukraine and speaks fluent Ukrainian, but he also speaks fluent Russian. And so does his brother.
1: Yeah,
2: And he was there, I believe, organizing the weapons that would go into there to help him. He was – he worked with the oligarchs, but here's the interesting thing about Vindman because he said this on, in, in a national forum, and it's been reported on. He admitted on camera that he was offered the secretary of defense for Ukraine to be the secretary of defense three times, and then you had everyone else running in there trying to um, you know, gloss that over, saying, ah, it really is not – think about that. A lieutenant colonel and a fat one at that, some chow thief, was <laughs> that 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 violates his security clearance. And he did it. You know who he reported it to? He report he says he reported it to the ambassador. He would have had to report that up his chain of command. He never did. He never reported it to the military. That is a violation. You can't get a security clearance with that. He was offered a, a position, a state position in another nation. And his thing was, well, I told the ambassador, you have the political functionaries of the United States running their own system in Ukraine and ignoring the United States. But I think they weren't ignoring the Soros front groups. They weren't ignoring the globalists. You had that former FBI agent that didn't prosecute anyone that left her job and took a job with the Soros front group. I mean, you have all this going on. In Ukraine, you have Hunter Biden over there doing deals with the oligarchs over there, making money. So I think Ukraine was—I think it's the base of operations for the globalists because okay. we've never been able to pin down where they're training. And and I, when I say this, I say this because I've seen evidence of it, and that that evidence will be coming out. I'm—it's not, not for me to t- say it. I know some people that will. Yeah. But you have that. You have. Everything that's going on, it, and why, again, is Ukraine so important that our media is a coordinated narrative on Ukraine every time? I mean, think about this. Our, need, our media were not coordinated on Afghanistan. Even the mainstream, some were for it, some were against it. There was no coordinated messaging on Afghanistan because it wasn't in the globalist plans
1: which is why it hurt them too, by the way. Yeah. that's why it was so bad for for Biden at the time, and it was so ugly is because they couldn't they couldn't all agree. But yeah, you're seeing all the blue check marks and all the media personalities right now with their Ukrainian flags in their profiles. it's it's like the BLM or any of those yeah. sort of things. It's all coordinated right now at this very time
2: and And remember when they went after um what was his name? The Trump? He was with Trump and they arrested him kind of a ch- little bit of a chucklehead. Um, uh,
0: the old guy? Well, the old Stone? guy. Stone? Uh, Stone, Roger Stone?
2: No, there was one other. Um, there may have been Stone, but think about this. There was a contact with Alexandra Chalupa, and that was involved a, it, it, in all of the.
0: Did she work for Taco Bell? I'm mm-hmm. kidding. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, she, she had worked partly as a lobbyist for Ukraine. Chalupa. And she was the one that had worked with the ambassador of Ukraine as well. And so when someone got close to all these people that were involved with Trump were involved in Ukraine too. And when Trump started asking questions, that really bothered him. And Tucker Carlson, just, I think it was last night, he played an old interview with Eric Swalwell. And Swalwell was basically saying, and he said, Swalwell said this several years ago with no reason to say it, he said, you know we've got to take out putin we got to punish putin and take him out for for ukraine and it was kind of like he was pointing to it everyone's so gung ho to take out putin why i don't think putin's a good guy but i think putin may know something that they don't want on the world stage and he's definitely someone that could put it out there that doesn't make him good by any stretch of the imagination
0: so the enemy of my enemy is my friend
2: I'm not saying he's my friend. I'm just trying to give a reason why everyone is so gung ho to destroy Putin. I mean, if, I if we look at this from a simple point of view, open up our energy supplies and cut Russia off at the knees. It would happen quick. But now, I was on a I was on a show the other day. Um, it was a it was a panel, and I recommended that. And the the last representative on the show said, "What do you want this the the tides to rise? Do you want the ocean to rise? Do you want to destroy our climate? They are so indoctrinated with their green energy talking points. And again, how is it all coordinated? And I think it goes back to these affinity groups. I think it goes back to the momentum, the the momentum group, the sunrise group. All these groups are part of the globalist plan to indoctrinate, to coordinate, to finance. And I think they're all being run through Ukraine, and this is what I think based on what I've seen. And I would just say, why aren't we at least asking these questions? What were the we specific know that topics? The US funded – Yeah,
0: uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. I was going to say, what were the specific topics that you picked up from that source tonight?
2: As far as yeah, uh, the
0: things that were revealed to you that were kind of—I mean, you're, you're laying it out well, right now. But what the, didn't the you know land,
2: that you well the, the Well, there were things I had heard on different things, how the CIA was very involved in a lot of the blueprints for the revolution. Um, You know, Dulles, who used to be the head of the CIA, was very active in moving a lot of scientists to Ukraine. And that's that's come out. Um, He basically kept a lot of Nazis from the Nuremberg trials by moving them to Ukraine. So, Ukraine has always had a nefarious kind of a, I don't know, Dr. Evil kind of home base vibe to it for a long time, if you look at history. And, you know, people can laugh and say, well, you know, you're overreading this, but explain to me why Ukraine became, a, why when President Trump started challenging Ukraine, that's when he was impeached. Everything, every time we start, when John Solomon talked about Ukraine, that's when he was attacked. Right. When really Giuliani.
1: Go ahead. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, Keith, I didn't mean to interrupt, but uh, didn't didn't Putin also uh, in and correct me if I'm wrong here. Didn't he come out and say some things about them being Nazis?
2: Yes, he did. He's he's already talked about this. You had when Porchico was stood up and then he when he. Push back. That's when they had the color revolution and put on Zelensky. I mean, this is—we've seen this over and over again. And so you have guys like George Kent. You have George Elias was on the ground there, running U.S. policy through Ukraine. George Elias kind of pops up all over the place. Yeah. And you know, it's—they were running that policy through the embassy, and they were laundering money for the globalists through the embassy because. I mean, you have an FBI agent sit there that takes a job with one of the globalists, or Soros front groups. You have all this. We have a lot of smoke. I think there may be a fire there, but I'm just I'm just trying to connect the dots. I'm not saying that I'm always right. I mean, there's an easy way to settle this out. You know, you could do what General Flynn recommended and go back to the Budapest Accord and claim that, which is no one should since Ukraine gave up their nuclear weapons. They shouldn't be invaded, and Putin could back out, take Crimea, you could pay Ukraine for it. There's a lot of people that have said this is common sense stuff, but Putin's not doing it. And I and my question, I don't agree with what he's doing, but why is he doing it? And I think the bioweapons labs has something to do with it, and I think the reason that there is almost a rabid push to get rid of Putin is because he knows something that they don't want let out. I mean, that's the only thing that makes any explanation. Why would you talk about a sitting senator? Why would you say talk about assassinating a president of a country with nuclear weapons? That just doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Well You can and, think and, You can
2: talk about it quietly, but you don't.
1: Yeah, you don't and Lindsey Graham shouldn't be uh, saying that because it's actually not legal to be coming out and saying those sort of things. Um, you know, f- from a a current member of of Congress. Oh, not, yeah, the Senate. Yeah,
2: I see. I, it's it's a confusing picture. So I think I always like to look back at history, and you see the history <laughs> of Ukraine. Then you look back at recent history, and it seems like every time someone decides to look deeper at Ukraine, bad things happen.
0: As as Christians and and we, the the emphasis on Christ, we've got a, a a million or more refugees flooding in through Hungary and. And uh, Poland, Moldova, we've got our missionaries there on the ground. We've actually moved our missionaries from Cyprus into Moldova to help process all of these, you know, refugees. Um, and, and the United States hasn't opened up to take in these refugees, but we've taken all the Afghanis. Um, what... And, and, and obviously the confusion of it all, Keith, I mean, I, I've been looking at this and I'm baffled as well. And I'm like the Bondarenkos, Joseph Bondarenko who spent 10 years in a Soviet gulag, 23 hours a day in solitary confinement as a, as a, as a pastor in the Ukraine, his family suffered under this. And he's looking at it and he's saying, I don't trust the president of the Ukraine. Everything that's being reported is not what we're hearing on the ground. I mean, these are godly people. And and the confusion for me is, I'm looking at it and trying to assess it, and listening to the narrative on the news, which I've just come to a place where I don't even buy it anymore. I just have to tell you, this is so helpful, Keith. It's so helpful what you're laying out because it allows us to see that, yeah, as Christians, we're concerned for these refugees. We're concerned with people dying. We're 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 burdened by the fact that it's being funded by America purchasing oil from Putin. And, and that you know the 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 double speak is they want to destroy our economy so they don't want our industry our oil industry to open up and that's why they're doing these backdoor negotiations with Venezuela and yet it, you know trying to avoid that narrative and 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 they see Putin as a threat to their globalism in some capacity and now you're talking about bioweapons labs you're talking about you know this is this is the the training center for this globalist agenda uh, to be accomplished by 2030 and to remove America as the superpower um, to, to, to create a billion refugees to close, you know, to destroy all borders. It, it, it makes so much more sense. And I, and at least these pieces of the puzzle are coming together and we're seeing that it's bigger than just, you know, one bad guy invading a country, a sovereign nation, and yet you see a color revolution that placed that man in power, and you see CIA operatives, you see bioweapons labs. Boy, this is so helpful. And 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 you don't get this unless you dig deeper, and we don't have a a, a, a media that reports any of this, although the sources you're receiving are legitimate journalists that have been on the cutting edge, including John Solomon, who, as you pointed out, Keith, these guys get beat up the minute they start digging into this country. All of this are flags of speculation that makes me think, man, they are relentless and nefarious, and this is so evil.
2: Well, and, and if you think, again, why is the U.N., USAID, pouring so much money into Ukraine, and they have been? Why is I believe we're going to find out that these bioweapons companies were probably funded by the U.S. through various grants and other things. And that's really not a far jump if you look at what happened in Wuhan. I mean, in 2017, the World Economic Forum published a paper entitled, We Need to Reset the Global Operating System to Achieve, Basically, Sustainability. Think about that. They're trying to reset the global operating system. Look up the U.N., ESG, Environmental, Social, and Governance. It's basically a woke corporate and business credit index or or social credit index. That's how they get these activist investors on all these boards. And the way that they are able to use their foot soldiers, I believe they're training their foot soldiers in Ukraine. My understanding is Antifa's primary area of training is Ukraine. That's where they get their guys to go out from. Then look at momentum. Look at the all the different things in these affinity groups, the momentum movement, the sunrise movement. That's how they go in. They have special groups that are targeting transgender communities to, to, to get them moving, to get you know the schools. So again, it didn't make sense until I realized why is everyone so wound up about it? I mean, I think the fact that they won't talk about a name of a person that was a front person in Ukraine tells me a lot. I yeah, think the okay. fact that they impeached a president tells me a lot. Go ahead.
1: Okay. So uh, so here it is Jack Posobic on my Twitter feed just posted uh, State Department official Victoria Newland says U.S. working with Ukraine to prevent research facilities from falling into Russian hands. Yeah. So they're admitting, and that was a uh, conspiracy. Uh, just a little while ago, and, and now so there you go. And now they're coming out and saying, "There you go," and de- and, and it's destroyed- on video. You've got Victoria Newland on video saying it.
2: Well, I, then I'll tell you they destroyed eight of them. Putin's destroyed eight. There's three that they're afraid to hit because they have too much unstable type research there. And if you if you've heard about the Asbab, that's the National Guard, basically the National Guard troops of Ukraine. It's a hundred percent Nazis. Is what I'm understanding from people that worked with them. They're like these are 100% indoctrinated Nazi type folks, and I say that. And what happens when we say anything? We being conservatives, what are we called?
1: Racists. Nazis. <laughs> yeah. What does
2: what do what do the what do the liberals usually call us? What they're doing? They usually attribute yeah, yeah. to us their their That's characteristics. Their
0: yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. So they project I mean, it. I think you have basically a systemic campaign right now to undermine Russia. I'm not saying Russia's good. I'm just saying, why are we spending so much propaganda capital to tank Russia when we could just tank them by opening up our our energy reserves?
0: This explains so much to me, especially when I see someone like George Soros come out in defense of the Ukraine. Anything that guy's backing – I got problems with.
1: Well, on our on our previous podcast, which we will be airing later this week, we did get some things right because we did talk about this. It's this globalist push and that is the enemy. And so, you know, Keith, who's much smarter than I am, uh, is is confirming that that is the enemy and that's what we're fighting against, which makes sense why a George Soros is is uh, is advocating for it. Let's let's do this. Look at
2: ISD. Look at ISD Global because ISD Global is one of the front groups there. That's helping keep the right people there. It's, they get money from all over. Look at all the people that donate to ISD Global. Why is Ukraine so important? My question is why? We, I mean, I didn't really hear a lot about Ukraine until the past four or five years.
1: Yeah, uh, by the a, way, I mean, they're, I, I, they're, they're, uh, the, the ISD, so it's uh, Institute for Strategic Dialogue. And their tagline is powering solutions to extremism, hate, and disinformation. Yes,
2: yeah, they're the anti-hate people. They're the ones that empower the transgender groups. They're the ones that empower Antifa. They're the ones that – think about it. This is the way that they get money. It's Think about when we had Black Lives Matter and they were anti-hate and they were getting yeah. all that corporate donations. Well, where did they get that from? ISD Global. They're the ones that train up everybody. And where's ISD Global? It's in Ukraine.
1: Their, their, their top top end uh, banner is Convoys Invigorate Global Far Right. And they have a picture of all the, the Canadian convoys and U.S. convoys.
2: Sure. Yeah. This is a massive propaganda. We're, we're under attack by globalists. And when I say we, people that love freedom, and the U.S. Yeah. in particular. And that's why, look, Donald Trump was friends of the left until he became president. There's nothing in his life that would make him an existential threat. What made him an existential threat was he sought the truth. He saw things were wrong, and he sought to fix them. And the globalists couldn't. He was a control risk, and they couldn't. Yeah. They couldn't have that.
0: For the sake of time, let, let's let's put it into a perspective of hope, so so folks can can see this from the eyes of the Lord, uh, and and invoking. Uh, Matthew 28, when the Lord is going to judge nations. And he, he says, depart from me, I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. And he, he'll say to the ones on his right, come, come into thy kingdom. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was in prison, you visited me. When I was hungry, you fed me. And to those on his left, he'll say, depart from me. And he said, but didn't we you know, visit you when you're in prison and feed? He says, you know, what you do is under the least of these you've done unto me. And he, he casts them into you know, damnation. Because they believe what they're doing is right, but they leave a pile of bodies in the billions by these utopian governments that do not recognize uh, these inalienable rights given to us by God. And they want to throw off these constraints, and none of them recognize God. It's almost like Tower of Babel organizing to contend and throw off, as they say, Western values, which is doublespeak for Christian values. And, and and this this is the last vestige you destroy the strong man you bind him then you plunder his house and America's that last vestige of of standing upon these inalienable rights and recognizing God that these are given to us by God and and you think to yourself as as intense as this is and all the pieces on the chessboard it almost seems as though they have but now we're realizing it they have had this in planning and each generation picks up where the other left off, and they just keep marching towards this attempt to have a handful of elites hold, and the rest of us are enslaved. And and you think, my goodness, how can I contend with this? And then there's a previous administration. You have a guy coming down a golden escalator. Last person you thought would have been elected. Christians didn't know what to do with the guy. I I didn't like him at first. Yeah. No one's done more for life. No one's done more for you know standing for American principles, Western values, uh, and and. And and the pulpits in America don't know how to see this, the, this you know, global positioning and and what they're attempting to do, and and almost we're caught flat-footed, but then you see instead of the pulpits of America rising up and proclaiming liberty, you're watching truckers do it, yeah, you're you're watching flight attendants do it, you're watching firefighters do it, you're watching nurses do it, and I, I'm so blessed by these citizens that. Freedom is intrinsic in the human heart, but but people want it. They just don't want to, to do what's necessary to secure it. And we're watching these brave men and women across the country who were once considered heroes when they were contending with the sick in the hospital and they were called heroes. They contracted COVID, they got the antibodies, and now they're being fired because they won't take an experimental shot that's killing our citizens and has no efficacy whatsoever. And, and, and we're watching you know, this transference of wealth to these, you know, huge pharmaceutical companies, and they and think, well, is there anything I can do? And I want to bring us to this conclusion I got, with this. Is. Okay. Okay, go ahead. I, well, then I got. Let I me give follow you, up. You can follow up. I'm going to give you mine. Psalm 2. Why do the nations rage and the people plot vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh, and the Lord shall hold them in derision, and then he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. Yes, uh, yet I have set my king on my holy hill in Zion. I will declare the decree the Lord has said to me. You are my son, today I have begotten you ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and you shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore be wise, O kings, be instructed, you judges of the earth, serve the Lord with fear, rejoice with trembling, kiss the sun, lest he be angry and you perish in the way. And when his wrath is kindled, but a little blessed are those who put their trust in him. Folks, The Lord's got this. It doesn't catch him by surprise, but he's waiting for men and women to carry the corner of the stretcher and contend for liberty and be wise to handle this. Give us the last word, Keith.
2: I I agree with you, Rob. You know, in the Bible, it was never the majority that, that, that saved the day. It was always a remnant. God's not looking for everyone. He's looking for people that are committed and understand that he is all in all, and we are more than conquerors with him. You live in California, and you have waves. Some people will go to the beach. They'll see that wave, and it'll scare them. The wave's big. It's crashing down. But if you're a surfer, you see that wave, and it gets you excited because you can ride that wave. And the things that we try to avoid and fight against, tribulation, suffering, persecution, are the very things that can produce abundant joy in us if we remember that we are more than conquerors through him. Amen.
0: Amen. And and, and yeah. so
2: right now it's not in these things that that we have to be scared of not in spite of these but in these things God God calls us the 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 saint doesn't know the joy of the lord in spite of tribulation the saint knows the joy of the lord in tribulation Amen. so yeah this is a tough time now but i do believe that you're seeing these plans be revealed there is confusion what happened when they tried to build the tower and become like god He's, he let them have confusion. I think you have Scattering nations him. and these globalists. I think he's going to scatter them. I believe yeah. we have a remnant. We are founded by faith, and I think that we're going to see – God doesn't share his glory with anyone. He's got this. We just yeah. need to um, – we need to go forward and move.
0: Uh, and and I, I gave Charlie a quote to put on a T-shirt at, at Turning Point. He liked it. Uh, and It was after I heard him and Jack speak, I, and the quote to put on the shirt is, be a threat to the
1: Great Reset.
2: Oh, yeah. I like it. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and like we we talk about, my buddy said, he said, you know, in the absence of courage, truth is an orphan. And That's I will right. tell you something. There are a lot of people, the John Solomons of the world, the Rob McCoys of the world, the Charlie Kirks of the world that are speaking truth, and it's starting to have an effect. And you And I'll end with this. You know how you beat a color revolution? Everyone right. steps out and says no more. And I started yeah. with this. I'll end with it. We, we, I said, Russia doesn't really know what freedom is, but we do. Amen. It's our birthright. And it is sewed into our DNA. America was never a landmass. It's spiritual. And I believe there's going to be an awakening, the likes that this world has never seen. Come on. And, and, and the green energy thing, I don't worry about it. Climate change, because God says in his word that he's going to come back to this world and there has to be a world here to come back to. So I'm not buying the climate change at all. So I think that at the end of the day, we are more than conquerors through him. He's going to bring this. He's going to get the glory, but we're going to see an awakening. And not only are we going to shake the world, but he's going to be preached to the nations. And I'm excited about this. I think we have to stand in faith and know that he's there because faith isn't knowing what's going to happen. It's loving the person that's leading you. And and I think God's in this.
0: Amen. I agree. I agree. Yeah, Keith, I love what your dad said because we're contending with folks with, you know, there's, there's all kinds of eschatologies out there, but one of them in particular that is just difficult for me to process because I am pre-trip, pre-millennial as a Calvary Chapel pastor, but to look at the end times as an unstoppable juggernaut, even though Jeremiah 18 says, if I intend evil for a nation and they repent, I'll relent from the evil I intend. God wants us to engage, to set the captives free. That's been the point all along. And to participate in the Ecclesia, the public square, the assembly, to push back the gates of hell that they won't prevail, that seek to enslave mankind. We must get, we've truncated the gospel and made it myopic. And and we're we're allowing tyrants to just run rampant across the world but now common men and women are awakening to liberty, finding the source, which is Second Corinthians 3.17, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. They're awaking, and it's time for the church to lead them and for shepherds to stand up and do that. And, and, you know, if you're a double predestination Calvinist, if you're a swinging from the chandelier charismatic, whatever it is, if we don't get liberty right, we'll be arguing those differences in prison. Not, and I love what your dad said, not predestined, but predetermined. Or, yeah, Predestined, pred- but pred- not predetermined.
2: Right. Yeah. And yeah. if we follow what God, God calls us to, then it can be that way. But at, at the end of the day, you know, I was I was praying the other day and I was thinking, you know, and you know me, I didn't come. I came to the party late and I was praying the other day and I'm like, man, Lord, this is crazy. There's so many things happening. I, I said I, I literally thought that I, I'm seeing curveball after curveball. I don't see how we win this. And I just hear this in my heart. God says, Satan's you sent throwing this to, you sent You
0: curveballs. Wait, 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 wait. You sent this to me this morning, and I was rejoicing in it. Sorry to interrupt the punchline, no. but do it again.
2: Yeah, I, I, it's what happened. I sent it to you because I got so excited in my spirit. He says, Satan's throwing curveballs, but I hit home runs.
1: Amen. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah.
2: So, we'll, well, hey, we're going to be there, and you know what? We're going to be honoring God, and and it's gonna it's going to work out. But the nation, we need fear of the Lord. Amen. And that's something that we've gotten away from, and it's something we need to come back to because God calls us to a moral righteousness, and that's how you get true equality for everybody. Yeah.
0: Turn Amen. from your wicked ways. Yes, sir. Call on me; I'll show you great and mighty things you know not of. God's waiting. You know, for God us is to full just call of
2: grace. On. Yeah, Amen. He's full of grace because I mean, he's I was a dumpster fire. Yeah, yeah. So it's we we have the answers. The left creates victims, and when you're a victim, you have a right to rebel. God doesn't create victims. He creates people that are more than conquerors. That's right. He gives you victory. He wants you to, hey, he wants us to move forward. And and I think we're responsible for all. America has been given a lot. And to what, who much is given, much, much is, is expected. Keith, and so I think it's important.
0: Why don't you close us in prayer and give God the glory? Amen.
2: Sure. All right, brother. Father, in Jesus' name, we come before you. I thank you for... Bryce, Pastor Rob, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Lord, we are a remnant, but Mm. we're a remnant that clings to you. We do not fight with swords and guns, but we fight with the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we Mm. come to you. We are sowing in the spirit and asking you to heal this nation, to not forsake us, to remember the covenant of our forefathers. And Lord, I pray in Jesus' name who rose on the third day, that we remain a light, a light for the world, a beacon of freedom, and that we don't just make it through these times, but there is a renewal and an awakening in this nation that fathers and sons and mothers and daughters are restored to one another, that the family is restored, and that your kingdom come, your will be done, and that people will understand that we don't have to live in fear, but we live in faith knowing that if god is for us who can be against us and we just thank you in jesus name amen amen love you
0: brother you bless us always that was awesome
2: hey man that, this was a shock cuz i literally just got out of the or and i'm sorry <laughs> my i've had a little emergency text coming through the whole time i got to go deal with but uh yeah god bless, bless
0: you go go god love bless. on him god bless you i'll, I'll Thanks, catch guys. up with you later keith all right thank see you, man you. bye roger Take care. Keith is awesome. Yeah, he is. That was, that was phenomenal. I mean, I, I seriously, this just can't connect the dots and the confusion of all this. And then in just one sit down with Keith and the insights of these investigative reporters that, and again, we can't share because they're going to be posting this on a larger venue. We don't want to steal their thunder. But to realize that the work that's being done, you know, the, the First Amendment was given for freedom of the press that the truth would be reported. The pulpits were given the freedom of of religion to proclaim the truth, the press is to report the truth, the people are to live the truth. And and that's happening across America. That's that great awakening. Now it's a remnant, mind you, but as I've always said, one man or one woman in God constitutes a majority. Yeah. Well, God gorilla. is the majority. We just join it. It's
1: guerrilla journalists yeah. and it's people because our our corporate media is ignoring yeah. these things and they're they're confusing us, I think, on and, purpose. And, 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 and as they align
0: yep. and they, they conspire, God laughs in derision. Yeah. It's just folks stay faithful God's got this beautiful things are happening yeah carry your corner of the stretcher keep pushing be a threat to the great reset amen, amen. well that concludes another uh, episode of Liberty station uh we've got some really good things in store for the week ahead uh, dr Hansen dr Victor Davis Hansen which we we videotaped a ways back but it's is rele- I mean it's super relevant right now
1: yeah and, and it and it I think it offers a, a, a you know a, a, again, a different picture on yeah. all the things yeah. that we're talking about. And and uh,
0: just so many wonderful things in store. You're going to love it. We're going to be here every night of the weekday, Monday through Friday. It's going to be a lot of work, but we're going to do it. I mean, we literally stay in studio for a couple days, pre-record a number of them, and then we're going to go live one day a week. Yep. We're just trying to coordinate our schedules. I want you to be able to count on this every night at 7 o'clock. This is where you get the source and it helps you. Uh, until next time, God bless you all. Good night, everybody.